Hello and welcome to Forward the Hamlet. I'm Hugo Greenhalge and I'm joined by our new co-host Ben Sibley. This week we have an exclusive interview with manager Gavin Rose. We speak to a couple of new signings and we also hear from the latest Dulwich Hamlet International. First up is Gavin Rose with news on Xavier Vidal's future as well as his own. Gavin, we're sort of halfway through the season. How do you uh, see things going this year? Hopefully um, on the upward curve. I think we've... um, We've been uh, up and down in terms of form, but our results of late have started to um, hit a bit of consistency, which is great. Um, I think the players, and as a group, we've got a lot more to come um, in terms of our actual performance level. But um, it's great that we've got that spirit that we seem to be able to, to grind out results as well. And you've brought in a few new players recently. What can you tell us about them? Yeah, we've brought in um, Michael Abnett. Uh, Michael was a former young professional at Crystal Palace and... Um, it was, I think, quite unfortunate not to get uh, to stay on at the club, but they had very good uh, young players as well. They had very good young players at the time. I think Nathaniel Klein's a similar age group as him, and they're good mates, and that obviously blocked his pathway. He's found it quite hard to continue his um, development, and now we're hoping that um, he can find a home for himself here and then, you know, really progress his career as well with us. Um, we straight in with the uh, the news this week. Mm. Uh, apparently, Welling are looking for a new first team coach. Yeah. Um, there was some speculation that you might be considered for the position. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think there's been a lot of speculation um, about the post um, in the last month or so, really. Um, but I'm heavily involved at Dulwich Hamlet. Um, <clears throat> I believe in the project. Um, and I think if I'm to leave here, then um, it's got to be for something I feel is going to actually push me on to another level. Um, that's no disrespect to, to Welling. I think Welling's... Um, a good club. I think the former manager uh, Jamie Day has taken the club to great heights. Um, I think he owes, he's deserved a lot of credit for that as well. But um, possibly uh, punching above their weight at the moment. And um, for me, I, I think um, when I do do leave this club eventually, then I want to give myself an opportunity to continue my progression. You talk about the project. Uh, Xavier Vidal has had a lot of attention recently. What are your thoughts on him at the moment? Yeah, he's he, he's um, just just turned twenty and he's um, he's, he's progressing well. Uh, we know that he can't give us uh, um, unbelievable performance every week. Uh, I think that's unrealistic for boys of that age. But um, his consistency over the last few years since coming out of the youth team has been very good. Um, he's listening and he's learning. Um, he he just had a trial at Birmingham and um, was deemed not to be um, good enough to go into their first team within six months, which I felt was um, quite a harsh statement. Um, uh, By all intents and purposes, he was definitely good enough. Uh, In their 21s, they thought he was one of the better players. So I thought he maybe deserved a little bit more um, opportunity. But he's um, attracted a lot of attention in in the championship and below. So um, I think um, he's just got to be patient, work hard. He's, uh, He's loyal to the club and he works hard for the club and he's much appreciated here by supporters and management team. So, um... Easy right time of moving on will come and um, I'm sure he'll do well for himself. Another big story this season has been the return of Harry Ottaway. Um, how do you feel he's come back after his big injury again in the summer? We have to really be careful of Harry because he's an honest man and he'll um, sometimes do more than he actually can. Um, he's been out for a long, long period of time. He came back towards the end of uh, last season and, um, and done well, but... Um, I think uh, the summer break actually was a, a negative one for him. Um, it was one that it meant that he, he put his feet up and rested and actually needed to continue working. And that was you know, something that 
put down to experience really but uh, he uh, suffered another injury as everyone knows and we, we now need to really nurse him back to full fitness and we're not there's no time scale on when we start playing him from the start it, it, you know we'll, we'll play it by ear and see how he feels because obviously after games if he doesn't feel um, 100% ready to go and start a game and he's not ready to do that yet um, but we're happy with his progress his personality in the, in the dressing room is unbelievable very very positive uh, and leads by example and you know we're in December now where do you, where do you see ourselves in April May? <laughs> so um, that's a hard one um, obviously we're, we're halfway through the season um, and being sort of third in the league is um, is a good position to be in uh, we've got two teams in Maystone and Mar- uh, Margate who uh, a lot um, got better resources than us I'd say I'd say the, the resources around them are a lot better than, than Dulwich Hamlet at the moment um, and, they've, and they've used that really well I think um, but for us uh, I think we're making the best of what we've got um, and we're, we're happy with where we are as long as we can maintain our recent form to the end of the season I think we'll be there or thereabouts and you know we'll take it from there really Any final words of the Christmas period for the fans? Yeah I think um, the fans uh, spirit of the supporters have been unbelievable. Um, they, 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 the growth of the of this club is is owing to the supporters. I feel uh, um, great enthusiasm on and off the pitch. Uh, great support. If we don't play so well, they're still supporting us. They're very, very loyal, and that transcends into the dressing room as well. So um, we wish them all a merry Christmas, happy New Year. Um, but we were fully appreciative of the supporters at the club. Gavin mentioned a couple of new signings for Dulwich Hamlet. Now we hear from one of them, Michael Abnett. How did the move to Dulwich come about? Well, actually it came about through another manager. Um, you know, I've I known the manager for a little while. I used to play there a couple of years back. And I came from abroad, from Iceland. And I got in contact with him. And he was like, um, I've got a, got a team for you. I said, what team? He's like, Dulwich. So I know Gav for a little while in a way and all the managers and etc. and called up Gav and that's what happened. So you mentioned playing in Iceland. Tell us about your experiences over there. Yeah, it was a, it was a good experience. Been there for three years, but you know, in the end, you know, I had had to come back because you know, family and etc. and everything mm-hmm. like that. But it was really good. I enjoyed myself. I think I established myself a bit more out there, knowing that I can do it if I really wanted to do it. But I'm not going to knock Iceland, it's a beautiful country, but very cold, <laughs> very cold, but yeah, that's it. You said that you established yourself a bit more, yeah. how does the level in Iceland compare to the level you're at with Dulwich now? Well, not much to be fair, because Dulwich, Dulwich is a very technical team, got very good players, throughout the 11, throughout the subs, throughout the, even the youth team, but Iceland's the same, it's got a lot of technical players over there, <coughs> and, um, and a lot of players come from abroad as well, so... To come from Iceland to here, I already knew how to play a little bit and just cracked on from there. And you were at the Palace Academy before that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was started my career at Palace. That's where I got um, brought up and taught how to play football properly. But now I was there for about six years, played with a lot of players that are playing now. <coughs> um, still good friends with a lot of players. So... Um, yeah, but Palace was a great. It was a great year, great six years for me, I should say, and I learned a lot, a lot from there. And you talk about those other players. Are we talking about Klein? <coughs> yeah, we're talking about Klein. Klein's my best mate now. Klein, Victor, Sean Scannell, Johnny Bostock. The list goes on.
the list goes on. A good year? Good year, yeah, yeah. great, yeah. And you're, you're here at Dulwich now, you've, you look like you started in really nicely. Yeah, well, to be fair, all the players have helped me, Gav's helped me, all the managers have helped me, and to be fair, like I said, I kind of knew how Dulwich played, that's why I wanted to come here, because, you know, I love I loved the way they play, and that's my type of football, to play on the floor, keep it and move it quick. You mentioned today that the half-time team talk had a big impression on the second-half performance. Yeah, that's right. How, what are your first impressions of Gav? Well, Gav's, Gav's a brilliant guy. He's a brilliant guy and you know, and a brilliant manager as well. He, he encourages us and when we don't do things correctly on the pitch, you know, he tells us. He doesn't lie to us, he tells us how he is. And all the players respect that. So when he tells us, we have to look at ourselves in the mirror and go out and do what we do best. You obviously mentioned like going abroad to Iceland. Yeah. Is it something you'd encourage more British players to do? Like try try playing abroad? Yeah, because I actually do because there's a lot of talent in England and um Iceland, not even just Iceland, there's a lot of places that players can go, but to be fair me, I I just find it easy to go abroad and just focus and just leave everything behind. But a lot of players can't really do that, so they kinda say no, no, they hold back on it, but I do encourage a lot of players to go abroad and play out there. We also caught up with player coach Kevin James to reflect on the season so far and look ahead to the future. It's Christmas uh, for the season. How do you feel the season's gone so far? Uh, yeah, it's, it's been okay. I think um, there's a lot more to come still from the team. Uh, definitely um, on a consistent uh, level of uh, what, what, what myself and obviously Gavin and Junior expect the team, how we expect the team to play. Um, but the important thing is that we're, we're winning games as well through that process, which is you know is very positive. You know, a good, a, the, the players have shown a good um, a mental attitude uh, to want to win, which is great. It seems like you still got a lot to give to the team. How would you describe your role this season? <laughs> My role is the same every season. It's not really moving the middle of the park and shout at everyone. <laughs> But no, no, no. All jokes aside, I'm, you know, I still, I, I, you know, I enjoy it. You know, it's, it's good because obviously I coach with the academy boys and our teams. You know, full of the academy players that have come through, and you know, I get, I get a lot of pleasure out of playing with the boys that I've coached, and then they come into the team, and they're and they're able to start expressing their ability, uh, like today with Xavier. You know, I told him in the first half. There was an, um, twice he could have got himself in that position to shoot. Got an unbelievable shooting um, skills. He needs to try and you know get himself in that position a lot more to do that. And we remember that goal on the the last game of last season that he scored. And it, you know we nearly got there. Like you think he's still got like a big role to play within the team? Yeah, definitely. He's uh, you know he's got he's growing. He's maturing, which is you know which is the good thing. And and, and all the academy players are. The ones that have you know had a little run in the team, as you can see their maturity levels from when we had them as kids, uh, as to now growing into you know young men, which is great, really good. Um, after last season and missing out on the playoffs so closely, how do you see how do you see this season playing out? Um, yeah, I wouldn't want that happening to me again. <laughs> you know, I felt the raft of the the, the the two player finals that we missed early on. You know, when Gavin first took over and I joined, um, yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, that, that, that didn't sink didn't go down too well with me um, <clears throat> so yeah and after the promotion season and then missing out on the playoffs which are 
you know, I thought it was disappointing, but, you know, in all, it was a new season for the players, it was a new league for the players. They did adapt to old, you know, we just fell short with a couple of games here and there, really getting in the playoffs. And seeing as you're so involved with Aspire Academy, I mean, another season, another player's come through, especially at the start of the season, Sean McCorsky. Mm-hmm. Do you see the Aspire Academy continuing that throughout the years coming? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, Gavin and, and Junior have, have done this now for 13 years. Yeah, this is the 13th year, and it, this is my fifth year. And I'm really, really proud to be involved with it. You know, I couldn't thank Gavin and Junior enough for giving me the opportunity to, to actually coach let alone you know play out on the pitch as well um, it's, it's been a great experience for myself personally um, and it, you know it's, it's something that I've I always wanted to do but Gavin and Junior gave me that opportunity here which is great Finally do you have a, a Christmas message for the fans? <laughs> Keep singing it's brilliant <laughs> Keep singing Happy Christmas In the week before the Whitton Town game Emiliano Heisi was called up to the Albania under-19 squad. We hear more about his experiences and himself as a player here. Emiliano, you had a call-up to the Albania under-19 squad this week. Yeah. How was that? It was um, pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Really, I wasn't really um, expecting it, but yeah, got in contact from the national team and they offered me um, to come down for three days to play against Italy so yeah so did you fly over this week? Um, yeah I flied over on Monday and when was the game? the game was Wednesday Wednesday how did the game go? yeah it was really competitive um, yeah I really liked it it was a good experience actually because most of these players in fact I saw Italy play against the England under 19s so it was just like a good taste to see what national football was like so yeah nice one and some of your Albanian teammates they're at some pretty big clubs yeah I would say pretty big clubs yeah any, I mean, yeah. any examples <laughs> um, most of them well one of them was at Roma um, the other was at Rapid Vienna various clubs across Europe Austria um, Italy around yeah most of them played all across Europe so how do you think the call-up for you came? I mean, if players are playing for Roma and in, it- and in Italy and other clubs across Europe, how do you think the call came to you at Dulwich Hamlet? How did it come? Yeah. I'm not really sure. I-, I just received an email saying if I was offered or if I would like to come down for a few a few days to play against Italy. Excuse me. Um, and yeah, I was like, OK, hey, why not? So you ma- you've made your international debut this season. You've also made your debut for Dulwich. <laughs> How's it been, like integrating with these players, and you feel you feel you're learning quite a lot here? At the yeah, of course. I mean, I think Dulwich is the most, or the club that I've learned the most out of, especially under Gavin and um, Kevin and Junior. I've learned a lot from them in terms of how how they play, what they're looking for me, and um, yeah, just being around them has just improved me as an individual, mentally, and um, also. In, in the footballing industry as well it's Christmas now halfway through the season second half of the season what are your goals what are your oh, um, goals um, at the moment I'm just trying to get into the first team trying to start obviously if I do start then that's something great for me but yeah at the moment I'm just trying to work hard and start for the, for the, for the first team how would you describe your 
position like when you when you are featuring for the team like what sort of midfielder are you <laughs> um i don't know I've, all around really I, I don't mind playing defensively i don't mind playing attacking attackingly but yeah so a bit of both really i mean we've seen that in uh, in games so far this season you have a lovely left foot <laughs> I mean, would you compare yourself to anyone do you I, have a in fact i'm right footed but i can use my left so yeah um that says a, it all <laughs> A hero, um, I have hero. I would say I looked at players, a lot of different players like Zidane, um, who else? Guys that like to get on the ball, Xavi, um, Gerard, um, Pirlo, technical players. I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind like the, the 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 strengthening side of the game. But like I said, I'm a bit of both. I wouldn't mind being defensive or attacking. I mean, you're, now you're obviously both footed. So. <laughs> Where does that come from? Does that come from you training yourself? Or oh, does that come from... Yeah, just really before, I didn't really know how to use my left foot. So it was just practice, really. Practice makes perfect. So, yeah. And a lot of Dulwich fans will recognise your dad from uh, <laughs> coming to the games. Is he a big uh, influence and inspiration? Yeah, he is. He's sported he's, he's um, me through football for the years, actually, since when I was young. It's been, it's been a... I don't know, really, he's been my hero at the moment, so yeah, he's really supported me, um, motivated me into doing well. Richard Watts takes us through our 1-0 victory against Whittam Town and reflects on a certain humdinger. Richard, can you run us through today's performance? Uh, well, it was a hard, hard fought but deserved victory over a, a mid-table side who looked like they'd more or less come for a, well, for a point or to try and frustrate us. Um, both being used to the way we play, I suppose it would be nice if all teams went out and played like swaggering dandies as the Hamlet do. But uh, I mean, Whitsum obviously newly promoted side, first season at this level. They've never played this level before, so I suppose they'd be looking to consolidate. They might look at a game like this as a, 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 a tough, uh, a tough assignment. Where if they can come away with anything, it'll be a good result. But. Um, uh, sitting at the back of the stand expecting to see a, a festival of Christmas entertainment it was a little bit disappointed to see the, the visitors um, playing a slightly um, well, a, a spoiling sort of game at times I mean there was an incident five minutes into the game the bloke marking Omar Karoma practically had the shirt off his back inside the penalty box I mean from 50 yards away at the back of the stand I could see the number on the back of his shirt was practically underneath his armpit. The referee had more or less the same angle as me. He's about ten times closer, and he doesn't give it. Why? I just don't understand that. Um, anyway, we all like to moan about referees, don't we? So, uh, yeah, I thought first half we, we played the ball around well, as we usually do. Whittam had a few sort of breaks where they looked like they might do something, but I don't actually recall them having any, any clear attempts on goal at all in the first half. Um, we, we had one well, their keeper made one terrific save when uh, Cross came in and Omar Cromer had a, a really good header towards the corner and the keeper tipped it away at full stretch um, <clears throat> I thought Luke Wenadio played well on his debut playing on the on the wing he started off on the right wing and but um, switched wings with Naira and Clunas at, at times throughout the game um, Luke Manadio, he caught my eye last season playing against us for Hampton at the end of the season when we, we went there and won 1-0 on Easter Monday I think it was 
and uh, their main pair of strikers were missing that day but uh, I mean he was virtually a one man forward line for them that day he was all over the place and I, th- I thought he looked he was a real handful and if, if their manager that day for Hampton had been a bit more adventurous and told him to concentrate on, on staying up front they, they could have done some damage but uh, half the time he seemed to be tracking back and covering the full back positions but um, uh, he, he impressed me in that game uh, so as soon as I saw his name in the starting line, I was pleased to see we'd signed him. Um, he's got quite a tricky wide player, put in a lot of good crosses today. Uh, so he looks like a potentially very useful addition to the squad. Once we got to half-time at nil-nil, we, we normally seem to find a way to win these games at home. And um, <clears throat> the first half, I thought Whittam seemed to be charging around so much trying to close us down and flying into challenges unless they're phenomenally fit they just won't keep that up for for 90 minutes so if we're just patient and keep hold of the ball and play it around as we normally do we'll we'll find a way through Um, even so I thought Witten stuck to their task very well I mean whenever they were defending inside the box they they always uh, got tight to our players and blocked the blocked the shots, intercepted the passes and crosses and it took a fantastic goal to, to win the game with from Xavier Vidal uh, the sort of goal we've seen him score so many times he, he's got over 20 goals for the club now and I think most of them seem to have been from outside the box and uh, to, <clears throat> today's was a, an absolute humdinger from about 25 yards into the top corner so get in <laughs> In November Jack Dixon signed for Dulwich Hamlet from Lewis. We found out how he's settling in so far. Right, so Jack, you joined uh, Dulwich last month. How did the move come about? Um, I, I played against, obviously, Dulwich a few times last year uh, with Lewis and Gav and Junior downstairs. Really impressed with me. Um, they were happy the way I played against them, although I was playing against them at the time. And they asked me... We weren't doing very well uh, with Lewis at the time and, and Gav felt like he needed someone to bring in and he felt like I could bring something to the team and you know, since I've come in I've, I've been you know, really happy that we've, we've picked up good wins and good points. Uh, we're on a little bit of a run in the league now. So, so far, so good. And uh, you came to Dulwich with a bit of a reputation as a goal-scoring midfielder. Uh, is that a big part of your game then? It is. Um, it's something that's missing, so it killed me there. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, obviously I scored on my debut and I was really happy to do that. It was good to get off on the front foot, but it isn't important about me scoring goals. It's important that we get the wins, whether it be a 1-0 home against a 1-0 win against Witham, um, who aren't, you know, aren't in the playoff areas at the moment. So that's, that's the main important thing for me. Personally, I'll go home a little bit disappointed, but I'm happy that we won and and that's what Gav's brought me in to do, to tie the games up, win, and hopefully seal promotion to the conference south. You've, uh, you've spent quite a lot of time with Dulwich now. How do you feel and what are your aspirations for Dulwich at the end of the season? Uh, I'm settled in quite well. Um, as you, you guys know, I have to, to make the commute up two or three times a week. So I get my head on, um, I train as hard as I can, and the lads have made me feel really welcome, as well as the fans, and obviously the fan base is really big here. So... I'm, I'm comfortable, you know. I'm in, I'm in a good place. So hopefully, we can we can get results and, and kick on. Hopefully, get to conference south in the season. We've heard that there's a bit of an initiation when you come to Dulwich. Uh, do you know what? They pulled me on it and they didn't ask me to do it. I, I think I got away with it. I didn't bring it up. They said you've got to sing a song in the first game I went to watch, and that was the last I heard of it. So, unless they hear this this, this podcast, and hopefully they won't bring it up. Is there any big differences? 
between your time at Lewis and your time at Dulwich? Um, I had a good time at Lewis, and there's some some really good people. It's a, it's a family club, it's a community-owned club, and the managers and the structure of the club is very similar to here at Dulwich. So, you know, it's, they are important to me. Look, uh, the the time I spent at Lewis was was good because it gave me the time to progress. And obviously, I'm here at Dulwich now. Um, in a good place, we're, we're playing well. Um, it suits my style of play, so hopefully we can kick on. Obviously, Zav got another goal today. What's it like yeah. playing with him? He's a good young lad. Um, he's got a lot of ability, as everyone sees. Um, it's just important for Zav to stay grounded. Uh, he's got a lot of years left to play football, um, and Gavin Junior can guide him. And hopefully, in this team that he's playing at the moment, he can he can progress. During this week's episode, you might have been able to hear some voices in the background during our interviews. Well, that was the Dulwich Hamlet Christmas party, after which I woke up with Phil Wilson's tie around my neck. And I woke up with Dean Lodge's snapback on top of my head with the words chill out written in capital letters on the front. Dean Lodge was last seen in Sainsbury's car park with his trousers around his ankles doing push-ups at two o'clock in the morning. We'd like to wish a happy new year to all four the Hamlet listeners and all Dulwich Hamlet supporters. You can listen to our back catalogue at forwardthehamlet.com. Forward the Hamlet is part of the Holdfast Network. Check out holdfastnetwork.com for other quality podcasts.